Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with the Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Hey, Dr. Glenn here, San Carlos Chiropractic on Coffee with the Doc, where we talk about uh, wellness. Uh, I came up with a kind of a wellness philosophy that involves six principles, proper functional activity, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins from our life. So most of the things that we talk about here uh, deal with something in one of those six categories. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, I had a good friend of mine and, and a patient, and we had utilized her service. He had a adult daycare that we took my father-in-law to who had uh, Alzheimer's uh, disease. Uh, she eventually uh, started what she called a memory clinic, a memory cafe, she called it. Uh, where she would bring in a, a variety of different uh, health healthcare practitioners of of different types, mainly for caregivers, but she had a lot of activities in there that were designed to help those who are suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's disease to stimulate their memory. But the healthcare professionals that would come in would were designed to try to help the caregivers uh, get through all of this and also teach them things that would help their loved ones. Uh, with their memory. So she was telling me about this whole endeavor of hers and that she was bringing in these healthcare practitioners. And I just, uh, you know, volunteered myself. I said, Hey, I'll, I'd be glad to, I'd be glad to be one of your speakers. So she said, absolutely. So I was actually the very first one uh, to come in and speak. And when she was leaving my office on that, uh, on that uh, particular day, as she left and went out the door, she, you know, she said, send me a syllabus of what you're going to talk about. And I said, absolutely. And she left and the door closed and I got to thinking, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> so uh, I opened my mouth and uh, it forced me to uh, figure out what am I going to talk about now? But I have done this before. So <laughs> so I said, you know, I, I've got this these six principles of wellness. I said, I wonder how each of these particular principles impacts memory and cognition. And as I went down the list, you know, proper functional activity or the, the word we don't like to talk about, exercise, um, you know, how does that impact memory? And there was just tons of stuff. I went to nutrition and, and, and different types of foods, and there was tons of material, proper rest, and there was tons of material and getting proper rest, how it impacts your memory and cognition. And lo and behold, each of the six principles greatly impacted cognition and memory, you know, brain function, et cetera. So I was quite amazed. And obviously those were the things that I touched on in my presentation to her memory cafe. But today I wanted to, to kind of even hone it down a little bit further. And, and I've actually, uh, I may have actually uh, spoken about this topic one time before, but I was, I was digging into my archives, uh, this morning and uh, 
you know, I ran across this particular article that was uh, by a Richard Powers. It was uh, it's a it's slightly dated, 2018, but the information that is here is significant. This doesn't change, and I've used this in talking with many of my patients on, you know, what's the best way, what's the best thing you can do uh, to help your memory. I, I don't actually remember reading this article um, uh, previously, but it, but it contains the same information that I've been telling people that, you know, what's the best thing you can do for your memory if you could do one activity. And uh, we, we talk about this, you know, having proper functional activity and it helps your, helps your memory. And, and uh, what this article was about was how dancing makes you smarter. Um, I actually took some variation of this. I think I had a condensed version of it that was one page around to a lot of the dance studios here in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, and uh, gave this to them because I, I was so impressed at the time that dancing made such a big difference in terms of your cognition and your memory compared to anything else. So a lot of studies have been done on, on dancing and the physical benefits of that. Obviously, you utilize a, a variety of different uh, body parts, uh, upper body, trunk, legs, etc. cetera. Uh, it's also great for stress reduction. It, it elevates the serotonin levels, which give you a kind of a sense of well-being, helps you to sleep better. A lot of physical benefits uh, from dancing. But this particular research pointed towards memory and cognition. And it also, this particular study, which is why I, I don't remember reading it, because it compared dancing to a lot of other activities. In other words, there's physical activities, getting proper functional activity. And we know that that does help, but uh, it compared it to that. And then there's you know cognitive activities that you see if you have uh, maybe you're of that particular age or you certainly have loved ones who are getting up there and, and, and you're, they've been recommended to keep using their brain. That's an underlying uh, philosophy that, that we talk about here on Coffee with the Doc is, you know, use it or we lose it. Every aspect of our body, be it our brain, our, our musculoskeletal system, our digestive system, our hormonal system, whatever it is, if we don't use it, we lose it. So cognition is another one of those things. So if you have loved ones or maybe yourself that you're getting up there and you're saying, oh, I, I need to be able to keep my mind, there, there's cognitive activities that we can do, you know, reading books and writing, doing crossword puzzles, uh, you know, playing cards with folks, uh, playing a musical instrument or some of those types of things. And then there's physical activities that we recommend, you know, whether it's bicycling, swimming, you know, golf, uh, uh, walking, doing housework is even a physical activity that will get our heart rate up. And the study compared all these different things, you know, from cognitive things to physical things, and how did they rank up there in terms of maintaining or improving your cognition and memory? So let me just give you a couple of the, the statistics that were quite surprising to me. Uh, didn't realize uh, uh, this, but they compared it to reading. Now, reading is a, is a great thing to do, and actually it lowers the risk of dementia by 35%. Um, some physical activities like 
bicycle riding and and the, the aspect of it and the importance of of maintaining a physical activity is get the blood flowing. Your brain has got to have plenty of oxygenated blood. So as we increase our physical activity, we can get more oxygenated blood to our brain and that should be helpful. But bicycle riding and swimming had 0% impact on cognition, which I was a little bit surprised at doing that. Uh, doing crossword puzzles at least four times a week you know, daily improved and maintained it by 47%. And I was really uh, bummed out on this one, playing golf, which is something I, I like to do, but I don't get to do it uh, nearly often as I would like to. And certainly a lot of my patients play a lot of golf, 0% improvement or maintaining your cognition playing golf. And we'll get into some of the reasons and rationale behind that. But dancing frequently. And and believe it or not, I, ha I have some patients of mine who are, are up into their 90s continuing to dance. They have individuals in their group that are over 100 and are dancing on a regular basis. But dancing frequently improves or maintains your cognition by 76% far better than any other physical activity that this particular study looked at. So it's a very interesting uh, component and they tried to figure out why. Why is dancing so beneficial to your overall cognition and brain function? Um, <clears throat> so let's dig into a little bit of that and see if we can kind of figure out things. Let's look at memory for a bit. Um, one of the first things that starts to go, and and if you have trouble now remembering people's names, uh, that you didn't have trouble remembering their name, uh, that's one of the first things that go is is remembering people's names because there's typically a single pathway that goes to that person's name. So when when we start to lose that a little bit, um, those are one of the first things. But it's these neural pathways in our brain. Our brains are one of those things that just blow me away in terms of just how complicated they are when, when people, uh, and I get into a discussion, uh, you know, about whether or not there is a God in creation. And I look at the human body and the intricacies within the human body and how things work and how they're connected. I, I just cannot believe that it happened by random chance. There has to be a creator and certainly looking at the brain and how it functions, our neurologic system is one of those things. Our memory is a sequence of chemical reactions in our brain. How in the world does that work? I don't know. It's over my pay grade, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But anyway, names have kind of a single pathway and our brain is constantly trying to rewrite, reroute, you know, some of these different pathways in there. In other words, if if we have more than one pathway to a particular thing, it's a little bit harder to lose that particular memory uh, as it was before. So when they're looking at dancing, uh, why are is dancing so much better than some activities? Well, it has that combination of physical activity. You're getting the blood flowing, improving oxygenated um, blood to the brain, but it also requires split-second thinking in the midst of dancing. 
So obviously there are some dances that maybe are better for you than others. The study that, uh, that this particular paper highlighted was not some random study. It was a 21-year study, 21 years, two decades. They studied individuals 75 years or older. That's pretty amazing. So they got a lot of data with this. And if you look at that age bracket of individuals and the type of dancing that they do, um, it requires, you know, kind of split second, rapid fire decision making. Now we have, and that's one of the reasons that they said, you know, if you've been playing golf for a long time, it, it's not really rapid fire decision making. You kind of know your golf swing. It's it's built into your muscle memory. You can kind of do it in your sleep. You don't have to have rapid fire decision making. So that's one of the benefits of dancing is that it involves split second rapid fire decision making for some of the dances, especially those that are in that age bracket, the type of dancing that they did, you know, during you know, their lifestyle, you know, the swing dances and different things like that, where, you know, even if you're being, if you're a, a female, for example, and your, your male partner is leading you, you still have to react to their lead. So it, there's this rapid fire decision-making that goes through the whole thing. Additionally, uh, dancing involves uh, uh, music. There's a motion that goes on with dancing. So all kinds of different types of things that are happening during the process of dancing that stimulate your brain and keep it moving. So there was another key to it. If you, if you went back and you saw part of the study and it compared to crossword puzzle, uh, doing those kinds of things on a minimum of four days per week. In other words, you have to do these things on a regular basis to have them uh, have the impact that you want to get from them. So dancing, it can't be a once a month type of thing. It needs to be multiple times each week uh, going dancing. So there's a lot involved with that. But I thought it was a, an interesting study, you know, in, and we're trying to look at how do, we, uh, uh, how do we keep ourselves well as we progress through life. And certainly keeping our mind is one of those things we can look great, but if we lose our mind, uh, it's not really worth it. So what can we do to stimulate our brain? And here was this uh, wonderful study that was done over decades pointing to dancing. Um, we got a very good friend. I just uh, I just texted her a copy of this article that we met through another friend who loves to go dancing. But uh, Gabriella, I hope uh, I hope you're listening to this today. Uh, I sent you a copy of this report to use. She's uh, one of our favorite dance instructors, and uh, my wife and I. It stimulated me to want to get out there and go dancing soon. Back when my wife and I first met, I used to take a lot of ballroom dancing classes, and uh, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot lot of fun to do all of that. So dancing is a great, it's a great uh, enjoyment. There's a lot to it, but there's a lot of benefits to it. That's part of uh, overall wellness that we want to uh, project here on functional activity, but it's also mental, emotional part of it uh, is, is in this as well. So uh, dancing can make you smarter, uh, makes you want to get out there and find a place to go dancing soon, right? Well, I hope uh, this has been of help to you here on Coffee with a Doc. Um, brought to you by our corporate sponsor, Barista Coffee. You can find them at baristacoffee.com.
usa.com. That's uh, what we drink here at San Carlos Chiropractic. You can also find me on the web at drglennschafer.com. And I put in a little personal note uh, as well, uh, uh, kind of a troubling thing. Uh, right now in our family, uh, our newest little granddaughter, uh, Evelyn, uh, was diagnosed with a, a very, very rare genetic disorder. And she's up at All Children's Hospital and will be there for a while as uh, these wonderful doctors up there have uh, kind of figured out uh, exactly what was wrong with her. But they have a long road ahead of her. Thankfully, uh, a lot of people have been praying for her. She is improving. Uh, as of this recording, uh, she is uh, improving and but still a very, very long road ahead. So if you uh, could think of little Evelyn, uh, that would be marvelous. Anyway, until uh, next time. And uh, oh, by the way, I do have uh, Lonnie Michelle scheduled finally for our next podcast. Uh, uh, she uh, teaches a lot of folks, especially kind of middle age, how to get that proper functional activity. She's a world of wisdom. She's been exercising and actually was a professional bodybuilder at, at one point, And I think maybe she still is. We'll find out when we talk to her uh, on our next podcast. Until then, thanks again for listening to Coffee with the Doc. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglennschaefer.com. That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Or call 239-267-3133. You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic, 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.